Welcome to the Communicate for Good podcast, where leaders on a mission to make the world a better place come to talk and learn about how communication, language, and words can help increase awareness, revenue, and impact with less stress and more joy. I'm your host, Erica Mills Barnhart, and I'm so excited you're here with me. Let's dive right in. Hello, hello. Welcome to or welcome back to the Communicate for Good podcast. I'm Erica Mills Barnhart, your host. What we're going to talk about today is getting good with good enough. If you join me for the very first ever Ask Me Anything session that I'll be hosting on January 19th from 10 to 11 a.m. virtually, we can talk about this if you want. What does just enough or just good enough look like for you, your team, your organization for 2023, for beyond. You can literally ask me anything at these sessions. But I think this could be a really interesting topic to explore in January. How do you get to join? This is a benefit, a perk for subscribers to Claxon's newsletter. So if you're a listener of this podcast, but you're not a subscriber to the newsletter, um, head on over to Claxon's website, specifically claxon-communication.com backslash newsletter dash signup. Don't worry, it's in the show notes because that's long. It's long. So you can just go to the show notes and get yourself signed up. Um, so you can attend these. It's free coaching. And I would love to hear what's on your mind and your heart. So most of my clients are high achievers. If you're listening to this, there's a super high chance that you're a high achiever as well. Guess what? Me too. <laughs> I get you. I feel you. Nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with wanting to achieve and actually achieving, especially when you're someone like you, who when you achieve, at least professionally, you make the world a better, more kick-ass, wonderful, kind, amazing, vibrant place. However. There comes a point when the striving and the toiling and the working hard and doing and achieving has diminishing returns for the people and teams doing it, right? I'm bringing this up now because December can be a time, particularly for nonprofits and those in, in sort of the philanthropic world, when we try to, I mean, kind of everyone, let's be honest, this is not unique to, to the nonprofit sector, but because you're in giving is such a big, a big part, a big thing for nonprofits, I just, I feel it's like amplified even further so, so it tends to be a time when you like cram in a whole bunch of everything that quote unquote has to be done. And it can get really tough to hold perspective on what has to actually has to get done. We want to tie up loose ends and achieve our year on goals before we roll into the new year. And again, there's there's nothing wrong with that sentiment. You know, a few a few episodes back, I talked about like, and I've advocated with this, like hold tight to your vision. Hold tight to your vision, right? But don't shortchange yourself, right? And don't sacrifice yourself in the process of, of getting there. And what I mean by don't shortchange your vision is don't burn yourself out en route, right? And burnout is so pervasive. I mean, I'm not even going to go into it here because I think you're like, we got it. We've talked about it. It's everywhere. So what? what's the antidote? How can you manage yourself and your team in a way that is more sustainable going forward. So in Swedish, there's a word, lagom. An article from Big Think explains it this way. And I'm just, I'm going to read here for a bit. 
but you know, I can't say this anymore eloquently. They do such a good job of describing it. So here goes. Lagom translates as just the right amount. It means knowing when enough is enough and trying to find balance and moderation rather than constantly grasping for more. Lagom is that feeling of contentment we all get when we have all that we need to make us comfortable. It's neither a millionaire splurge in Vegas, Vegas, baby, nor that's not in the article, by the way, I just find it impossible to say Vegas and not say that. Okay. Nor a pauper's cold winter night. It means having a roof over your head, food in your belly, friends at your back, and money, just enough money in your pockets. If Goldilocks had a catchphrase, it would be, let's lagoon this bear house. Pretty sure it would be said with that intonation. There are two separate stands to Lagom. I found this very interesting. The first is a kind of social awareness that recognizes that what we do affects other people. In this, we might see Lagom more as a kind of fair use policy. If you take three cookies from that plate, um, two other people aren't maybe going to get one if there's only enough for the number of people there. If you hoard and grab everything you can, elbowing and cursing your way to the front of the line, then at best, that makes you a bit of an ass. At worst, it leaves others in ruin. The second strand, however, is in, this is what I think is, because I'm going to assume that you're not an ass if you're listening to this. <laughs> assume that you take your cookie and leave the other cookies for others, right? So this is the, the second piece, which I think is really relevant to what I want us to be reflecting on today. So the second strand, as I say it, is a mental shift that finds contentment in satisfaction. Contentment in satisfaction. Many of us have internalized the ideas that bigger means better, that a bank balance means status, and that excess means happiness. The goal, though, is to enjoy the right, the just enough. No, sorry, the just right. It's not simply learning to enjoy the simple things. This is important. I'm going to start again because I sort of biffed that. It's not simply learning to, quote, enjoy the simple things, but also appreciating that sometimes less really is more. Lagom is knowing that enjoying the now of what you have does not mean you need to add more of it. After all, talking to a friend over a coffee is nice, but meeting with 10 friends after 10 coffees does not make things better. Lagom is to accept this and to let the fact deepen. If you are American in the U.S. and listening to this, we had uh, Thanksgiving, by the time you listened to this a, a few weeks ago, and... I tend to do a pretty decent job, I have to say, of not like overeating very often. But there's something about Thanksgiving dinner that, like, I literally was sitting there. I'm like, that was so good. I love every bite of that. I'm like beyond satisfied. I'm like kind of actually low key full. I'm a hundred percent going for the other plate. I'm here to tell you, and you maybe experienced it. I didn't feel better. It didn't make the whole experience better to be like, oh, I'm so full, right? So this maybe has been top of mind since that. But actually, it's, it's, it's been top of mind for me for, for a while, right? So for high achievers, this concept may make you uncomfortable. There's pieces of it that make me uncomfortable. Achieving, although at times exhausting, it does reward us, or we wouldn't keep doing it, right? We only keep doing things negative or positive, healthy or unhealthy, that we get something out of, out of them. We get something out of the pattern, right? So the question is, you know, you can identify things like working really hard. This is up for me. Like if I'm working this hard, what am I getting out of it? I don't want to, right? I'm just, you know, what am I getting out of it? So look at those patterns in your life. There's a reward in there somewhere, right? So the reward may be, it may be bringing in more money. It may be getting a promotion. It may be serving more people. And I think this is why I really wanted to 
to to talk about this on this podcast because all of you are in some way making the world a better place. And so I think that there's this 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 sense of like, I have to do more. I'm committed to doing more, right? Because if I do more, I serve more people and that makes the world a better place. So if I do less, if I do less, I'm not contributing as much to making the world a better a better place. And this can really get tricky and kind of mentally crunchy. My question to you is, sure, you could keep doing and going and more and more and serve more people, but at what cost to you and to your team? What's the cost, right? So I believe in balance over time. There may be some super busy days, weeks, months, even years, right? Every one of us is going to have a different time horizon. So we might take a longer time horizon than just one day, right? But let's, you know, let's start there. What would it look like to just look at it tomorrow and be like, how can I look on that day, right? I find this concept overall very inviting. What would it look like, right? Could you listen to this? Just take a f- three deep breaths and wonder what they look like for, you know, to let go of your expectations for December. What is just right, just enough look like for December, including if you're celebrating holidays in December for the holidays? What would it look like for those to be just enough and not like over the top? What would fall off your list? What would stay on it? Because it would move the needle on what you care about while freeing up some energy, some life force, some yumminess for you, right? If all of December feels daunting, again, let's just look at tomorrow. If you have tons of meetings tomorrow, how might you offset that with some time like outside, just as a a for instance, right? This is like a balancing as time goes on. In North American society, enough feels like a super low bar. But what if what if that is the golden bar? What if adequate and sufficient synonyms for enough? What if that's where it's at, right? The just right size bowl of porridge, as it were, to keep the Goldilocks analogy alive here. The pace at which I've been working and I see my clients work, it's a lot. You know, it's a lot. And again, this is related to we're all in the business. We're all committed to making the world a better place. Just think we've kind of hit a tipping point in some ways. So I'm in the habit of achieving, you know, whatever goal I set, I basically am like, yeah, okay, check. And I like that I barely pause to really be like, yay, you go, girl, right? I'm like, off to the next. The cool thing is, like, once you, and this may not be you, I don't know. I don't know. I'm saying, though, for a lot of my clients, the work I do with them, because I've had to teach myself to do this better, is like, whoa, 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 slow down. Let's high five. Let's fist bump. Let's let's celebrate and pause before moving on to the next. This just does not come naturally to a lot of us. And it's we're not socialized, really, um, to do that. We're socialized for which of this mentality of more is better, right? So there's always more. And that's true. More is always there for us. But at what cost, right? At what cost? If you're somebody who sets New Year's resolutions, what might Logom look like in that context? What about for your organization or team goal setting for 2023? This feels, this may feel a bit scary. Like I get it. You're like, whoa, like we need to raise a lot of money. Like we can't just be like, well, it's going to be enough. But really, and I, you know, when I was in development, I would sit in these meetings <laughs> and we'd be like, what's the fundraising goal? And they're like, well, here's the budget. 
here's how much we think we're going to bring in. So you, you just, you know, fill the gap as it were, which is sort of an interesting way of, of goal setting. What if that was rearranged? What if we really took a step back? Got maybe I do see some very creative budgeting that happens on both ends of that continuum, by the way. Like we sometimes we we create goals and we set budgets that are like, we're ship stars. You know, that has its time and place. And other times, like the scarcity mindset is so locked in that we're like, we're just gonna do this little bitty thing. So, so again, let's Goldilocks that. What's the in-between that is sustainable given that we're facing massive, pervasive burnout? Right. And like as cliche as it sounds, and it does feel cliche. How can we all work smarter, not harder, like to get the results that matter most to us? How can we do that? What does that look like? And again, I'm on this journey with you. Okay? I'll speak very specifically to one way that has shown up, not so much with the leaders that, that, that I coach, that feels a bit more personal, um, although that's, that's what we've been talking about. So, but I don't want to pull any specific examples from that. But, in, you know, I've been working with clients for years. I've been beating the less is more drum because I, you know, I see clients and they're like frazzled because they feel like they have to be on every single social media channel. Well, guess what? Your donors, your clients, your customers, your people, they're not on every social media channel for the most part. There are some and they are there. So the work is to figure out like, who are my, you know, we're just going to work the Klaxon method. What does success look like? Who's my target audience? How and where am I going to reach them? Really work the method. And then you're like, ah, I don't have to be on 12. I can be on three. Wow. Like I can feel just good about being on those three. I can nail those three. That's an example of less is more, right? Like having a really dialed in messaging framework. That's, you know, where you're just like, this is, this is how we talk about who we are and what we do. This is our elevator pitch. This is our boilerplate. You're not messing with it each time, right? You're not being reactionary. Like I'm, you're like, this is who we are. This, this is good enough. We don't every time need to be reinventing the wheel. And yet our society, again, is defaulted for more is better. Like, bigger is better, okay? So this idea that less, like distillation, is where it's at is truly antithetical to how, to how we are socialized. So, but I want you to, to do a little imagination. Imagine with me. We're in a quiet moment. If you don't, you know, you're not in a place to do it well. What would it feel like? How would it feel like to have your to-do list? When you got through your to-do list in a day, you didn't add more things to the to-do list. You were just done. And you felt content. And you felt satisfied with being content. It was a job well done. It was good enough for today. And we've got tomorrow. Right? What would that feel like to just be like, yeah, okay, maybe I'll go for a walk or you know, binge watch something on TV, like whatever floats your boat. What if I just went and did that? That initially, I mean, if you're like me, it's such a different thing, right? It's like, well, if I have six more minutes, I'm going to do this six more minutes before I go do the next thing, right? This is, this is how I've trained myself and I'm really unlearning all of this. So there can be an initial phase of like, oh my God, the world's going to fall apart probably on my head. Maybe some of you instantly, you're like, mm. like when I really envision it, I'm like, oh, that feels nice. That feels spacious. Awesome. And then like, that's my like sort of subconscious somatic uh, self. And then of course, my conscious trained mind is like, oh, wow. So, so there's work to stay in that vision of what that would feel like and to allow yourself to turn that vision 
into reality. Maybe not all day, every day, but what about even just a few times? What if one time each day you just brought this idea of Lagoon in? Just started playing with it, right? If you want to join me on January 19th at the Ask Me Anything session, I would so love to have time with you. It's free, right? The, the AMAs, as the cool kids call them. We're going to have them once a month. They're going to be free. Bring yourself, bring your team. If you have other people who are, you know, on a mission to make the world a better place, you know, let them know to sign up for the newsletter because that's the only way that you're going to have the information about how to join. So sign up for the newsletter and let's all get together and like log on some stuff, messaging, marketing, communication, life, leadership, all the rest of it. Let's do it. I appreciate you. I appreciate what you're doing in the world. I appreciate you going on these kind of, you know, sometimes I'm very specific in my podcast and we're going to do like a teaching. I'd like go professor on you and whatnot. This one was more just an invitation to think about things a little more differently, a little more spaciously as we move through December. Thank you for listening from the bottom of my heart. I really appreciate it. Do good, be well, and I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Communicate for Good podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate it if you would right here, right now, go rate and review the podcast. Your review will help even more purpose-driven leaders, teams, and organizations learn how to use words to change the world. To find more ways that communication can help you increase awareness, revenue, and impact, head on over to www.claxon.communicationnos.com.